just uh, we pray that each person here will receive a blessing from everything that we do this morning, everything that is said. And I just ask you these things in your precious holy name. Amen. And now, Mr. Robinson Avenue Baptist Singers.
any time, any place, anywhere. I'm living proof. I was in a big container full of water, and it was not a pool. Okay, it was bathtub. And uh, God gave me these three songs to put together to represent their lives and their service. So let's please join as we sing, How Great Is Our God? Amazing grace, my chains are gone.
some of y'all are running those seats up here. Uh, y'all, be, y'all belong on the second row up here, right there. J.B., thank you. I, I, I'm sorry to take you out of the Sunday school. I, I made 20, 25, but baby, do you hear me? Uh, there's a, in behind you, there's several people that do not have uh, a parking space. And uh, Oh, thank you, Tony. I know back there in the back, there's several that came in. Uh, Molly, send me a second row where you belong. <laughs> anyway, we, we're here to have a good time today. Amen? We're here to have a good time today. And uh, to honor a, a, a great man and a good, a great man. And uh, we did. Yeah, I'm sorry.
around do we listen to what the man of God says here and take that outside and live? If we don't, then we're wrong. And I took the message, God gave me this message from the sower out of chapter 8 in the book of Luke. And he has, in the beginning to up to verse 10, he gives a. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to move today, so it's going to take a while. I'm, I'm wired for sound today. I've got it wired everywhere. And uh, and he takes it verses one through ten. He talks about the soil went out to sow. Everybody knows it, knows the story. But then in in he starts explaining exactly what it means because his disciples themselves have. You know, why do you talk to us in parables? He said, you should have understood that. You've been with me all these times, and you should have understood what I've said. You sit under the tutelage of Pastor Norm, so you should understand what he says when you walk out those doors. You sit under my tutelage now since April. You should be able to understand where I'm coming from when I speak the Word of God when you walk out these doors. God doesn't play, y'all. Some people think that He plays, 
that they can do exactly what they want to do and live how they want to live, and everything's hunky-dory. I'm sorry, but that doesn't work. that's not the way it works. In Luke chapter 8, verse 18, it says, Therefore, take heed how you hear. Because to him, more will be given. And whoever does not have, even what he seems to have, will be taken away. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you have given this your servant the opportunity once again to send and deliver the message that you have given him to this awesome. pray that you remove anything from my life and from the life of those that are here in this congregation that would hinder the witness of their heart, Father. I pray that you would open not only their physical ears and the side of their head, Father, but open the ears of their heart that they can receive this message and know exactly what they need to listen and how they need to listen. In Jesus' name, and the church said, Amen. Amen. For whoever has to him will be given. Whoever has what? The gospel, the doctrine, the word of God. When you sit and listen and you learn and you, you obtain and you absorb the, the Word that has been given to you behind this sacred desk and take it and apply that to your life, the God says once you receive it, when you receive it in, 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 in good faith and, and you learn from it, more will be given to you. He says, but those that hear and listen and don't do anything with it, what you have heard is going to be taken away from you. Hello? Vietnam has left me with a hearing problem. I, 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 one time a mortar went off about six feet from my head. That was in 68. And I've had a ringing in my ear for all of those years. And I have lost 75% of my upper hearing to where when my baby will talk, because her voice is so high, I can hear most of her, what she says. But sometimes the, her voice range can go completely out of my range, and I'm looking at her, and her mouth is moving, and she's saying nothing. But one day, we were driving from Houston, coming back home, and, and uh, this was before they put the bypass over there, and we were pulled over by a coppice police policeman, and he was of the female persuasion. And uh, he asked me if I knew how fast I was going. Well, I looked over to Erica and I asked, I said, what'd she say? She says, uh, she asked me if I knew that I was speeding. Well, I, I said, uh, no, ma'am, I didn't think I was. He said, well, looking at my driver's license, he said, uh, I see that you're not from around here. Well, I looked back over to Erica and I said, what did she say? 
said, she wants to know where you're from. I said, well, officer, I'm from Lancaster, Texas. The officer then commanded me, he said, you know, the ugliest man I ever met in my life was from Lancaster, Texas. I looked at my baby, I said, what did she say? She said, she thinks she knows you. many of you think that you are good listeners? And statistics tell us that women tend to be better listeners than men. And that husbands are notorious for being poor listeners. For instance, uh, I overheard Rocky and Pastor Norm talking the other day, and Pastor Norm said, you know, my Judy really, really talks to herself a lot. And Rocky said, oh yeah, well, Stacy does too, but she doesn't know it. Pastor Norm said, really? Rocky said, yeah, she just thinks I'm listening. <laughs> I want to bring you three things this morning. A severe warning about how we hear. There are four types of hearers. And then number three, those who are closest to Christ are those who hear and obey Christ. And too often we feel that we're listening to what God is saying to us, but we really hear only what we want to hear. In Luke 8, verse 18, is a severe warning about how we hear, and I'll read again. He says, Therefore, again, take heed how you hear, for whoever has to him more will be given, and whoever does not have, even what he seems to have, will be taken away from him. Listen, God desires to speak to each and every one of us, and He desires to reveal His will to us and to be actively involved in leading us in the direction of our lives. In, in verse 16 and 17, Jesus declared that He came to reveal the truth and not to hide it. And it says in these words, that no one, when He has lit a lamp, covers it with a vessel or puts it under a bed, but sets it on a lampstand, so that those who enter may see the light. For nothing is secret that will not be revealed, nor anything hidden that will not be made not be known and come to light. Listen, the warning Christ gives in verse 18 is references in hearing the truth and that what we do with that truth after we have heard that truth. How you listen and what you do with it will determine what you receive. these words. He says, how can you expect 
expect to speak to your powers of hearing when you never want to listen. He said that God should even make time for you when you seem to take as much for granted as that you cannot have time for Him because you don't listen. In Proverbs 8.34, it says, Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gate, waiting at the post of my door. In other words, you're eagerly wanting to hear more of the, of the Word of God, to learn, to build, to, to climb, climb higher on the rung and the ladder. Your faith will grow when you listen to God's Word. And I, I put down here, there's four types of hearing. The first one is the careless or the careless hearing. And I took these from chapter 8 of Luke. The next we have the superficial hearing. Then we have the carnal hearing. And then we have the sincere hearing. Well, first of is the careless or the careless here. It says in verse 12, it says, Those by, by, by the wayside are the ones who hear. Then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their heart, lest they should believe and be saved. The message, in other words, the message goes in one ear and out the other, like a lot of husbands, right, wives? They could care less of what they hear. They come, they come to church because, well, it's Sunday and I need to go to church. They sit here, they hear the pastor, or they hear the, the, the preacher behind the pulpit, and it goes in one ear and out the other, and when it's time to come, if it's 12 o'clock, they get up and they leave. Those people don't care. It's possible, listen, it's possible for us to hear with our physical ears and not hear with our spiritual ears. That's why I pray, whenever I pray, Father, you not only open their physical ears, but open their spiritual ears so, so that what they hear doesn't just go into their mind, but goes into the heart. A lot of times we don't let it go into our heart. We let it go here and then out here and then we leave. This is yes. President Franklin Roosevelt became tired of smiling that big smile and saying the usual things at all of those White House receptions. So one evening he decided to find out whether anybody was paying attention to what he was saying. And then each person came by to him, he extended his hand and he flashed that big smile and said, I murdered my grandmother this well, people would automatically respond with comments like, such as, well, how lovely. Or, just continue the great work. Nobody listened to what he was saying except one foreign diplomat. When the president said, I murdered my grandmother this morning, the diplomat reached over to his ear and spoke softly and said, well, I'm sure she had it coming to her. In Matthew 13, Verse 13, it says, Therefore I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. 
You see, and that's what's happened a lot of times when people come to church. They sit there, they hear, but they don't hear. They listen, but they don't hear. Because listen to me, I'm telling you right now, when you sit here, the, the, the person that has given you this message, God has given them that message, that you might learn and that you might grow in the Word of God. Somebody say amen. Charles Spurgeon wrote, he says, There are those who make the mistake to imagine that a simple hearing first from one preacher, then hearing from another preacher, they can derive and benefit their souls. He says, Such hearing profits little. He said, listen, a raven can fly from one cage to another cage, but by doing so, it will not change them into a dove. I have a saying that you can sit in a pew in every church that still doesn't make you a Christian. Hello? Or you can go from one banquet room to another banquet room, and the sight of, the ta- and the sight of tables of food will never relieve your hunger. He said, what matters is not just to hear, but to have and to hold the truth personally and inwardly. And when you sit there, receive God's Word, that you can grow. Somebody say amen. If you don't see this, Spurgeon says, you will die in your sin. Even if 10,000 voices direct you to the way of salvation, or even if you are able to, to recite the Roman robes from memory. It is a tragedy that the bulk of, bulk of hearers are just hearers only and no more likely to go to heaven than the pews in which they sit on to all the churches to which they go. Somebody say amen. Then we have the superstitious hearers in verse 13. He says, But the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear, they receive the word with joy. And these have no root, who believe for a while, and in time of temptation, fall away. They hear the Word, they believe the Word, and they receive the Word of God in respect to forgiveness, in respect to redemption. But they fail to clearly hear what the Word declares concerning lost the Lord's call to discipleship. Every one of you, when you first receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, that's just your first step. From then you grow. And if you're not growing, you're stagnant. And you're not beneficial to anyone. Hello? Especially to newer Christians. They fail to count the cost. They fail to consider the extent. They fail to to, to consider the the commitment, which is is self-denial, which is sacrifice, to which the Lord calls for all of His disciples. They never apply themselves to gain a, a fuller, or a deeper knowledge of Christ to discern His will and to become to become rooted and to become grounded in the Word of God. In Matthew 24, verse 12, it says these words, And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. And that happens in our very churches that we're sitting in right now, in the churches to which God allows us to minister. Because they listen, but they don't hear. Hello? I said they listen, but they don't hear. Neil Postman, in his book, Amusing Ourselves to Death, wrote these words. He said, I believe that I am not mistaken in saying 
that Christianity is a demanding and a serious religion. Yet, when it is delivered as easy and lighthearted, it is another kind of religion altogether. Amen? There's nothing easy about the Word of God. There's nothing easy about becoming a Christian. There's nothing easy about being a child of God. It's work. It's not easy. I, I, I know of people that actually believe that, that you know, when they become a, a child of God, all of their problems are over with. <laughs> Sweetheart, your problems just started. Can you say amen to that? In John 12, verses 25 and 26, it says, He who loves his life will lose it. And he who, he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him my father will honor. In Matthew 16, 24, kind of echoes the very same things that Jesus, that Jesus said to his disciples. If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself. We don't want to do that, y'all. We do not want to do it. It's either me first or nobody. Hello, you're looking at me like that's not true. That is true. You look around you. It's either just look around. I got this for you. And take up the cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? What are you going to gain out of this world but death and problems and trouble? But what God can give you is eternal. Everything in this earth, everything on this world, in this earth, is temporal. Temporal. But everything in heaven is eternal. Is eternal. Or what will a man receives the Word of God and honestly tries to live for Christ. They join in church activities and profess Christ in their daily walk. The only problem is that they are unwilling. Listen, these people, these type of here, these carnal here are unwilling to sever themselves from the world. They live a double life trying to live for Christ and trying to, and trying to live for the world at the same time. I already told you what happens with that. Those that try to walk that fence line, you are neither hot nor cold, and God says, I'm going to vomit you out of my mouth. I have no use for you. None. They bring forth fruit, but their fruit never matures. Listen to me. Christians who compromise can never evangelize the world. Ever. You can't be a witness. I said, you can't be a witness if you're trying to live and act and talk and be like the world. 
you can my Bible tells me be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. And when your mind is renewed, your whole life is renewed. James four. Verse four says adulterers and adulteresses. Do you not know? Don't you understand? Do you not know that the friendship with the world is enmity, and there's a lot of people that don't understand that word enmity with God. That word enmity with God means your hostility, opposition, distinction, conflict, discord, contention, bitterness, resentment, and there were there were twenty two different words for the word enmity, but I just choose those. Against God. And then he goes on and says, and whoever Therefore, wants to be friends of the world, makes himself, let's look at that. I didn't say this. The Word of God said this. Makes himself an enemy of God. I'm going to ask you this. Is God's Word true? Answer me. Is God's Word true? Doesn't it lie? That's true. He asked us for an understanding heart. 
is translated a hearing. That's what every one of us need to have. Hello? We need to have a hearing heart. He says in 1 Kings 3, 9, he says, Therefore, give to your servant an understanding heart to judge your people that I may discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge this great people of yours? He asked. We say he wanted wisdom. And, and But the genius of, a genius of wisdom is this. It's associated, it's associated with, the, with the attributes, attributes such as un, unbiased judgment, compassion, it's, it's, it's experiential self-knowledge, something that's non-attached, and, and virtues such as ethics and acts of kindness. That's what wisdom is. It's the ability of, to open a wound in one's heart for the talk and to show for the presence to another. As down in John 10, verses 27 through 19, hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And so they listen. John 18, John 8, verses 31 and 32, so Jesus says to, to, the, to the old Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Now, I tell people, I say, it's not, it's not just the truth that's going to make you free. Jesus is the truth, and a lot of people aren't free. But it's knowing Jesus and knowing the truth, that will make you free. And if you don't know the truth, you'll never be free. And the only truth that there is in this world, everybody look at me, the only truth that is in this world is the Word of God. That's it. It's the Word of God. You know, those who are closest to Christ are those who obey and hear and obey. In verses 21, he says, But he answered and said to them, My mother and my brothers are these who hear the Word of God, who hear the Word of God. And everybody says this last three words. relationship was not determined by blood, but by the heart and mind that are meshed together. And God wants our hearts and minds to be meshed together and be one. The person closest to God is the person who obeys God and takes God's word seriously. That's how subtle it is. We don't take it seriously very, very much. I, I remember a story just quickly that, that matter of fact, He has my commandment to teach them. It is he who loves them. And 
he who loves me will keep me love by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. John 14, 23, just right down the, down the road. Jesus, Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. In 1 John 2, 24, it says, Therefore, let that abide in you which you heard from the beginning. And what you heard from the beginning, a beginning abides in you. And you also will abide in the Son and in the Father. Y'all remember my lukewarm Christian and lukewarm church a couple of Sundays ago? Well, God's knocking. Not only to the church, but, but to you who think that you can live on both sides of the fence. can't be one way here and walk out that door and come forward again. The same Christ that lives with you, you spirit that lives with you in here, should be the same Christ that lives with you when you walk out that door. Not only to the lukewarm individual, but to the lukewarm church. And y'all, y'all will remember what I gave to the community about, about being welcome to the dining table of Christ. Because in Revelation three twenty, which is not which is not a an evangelistic passage of scripture, it's for those individuals that have turned and become cold of trying to live on both sides of the fence and the churches that are trying to be like the world. Christ says, For we have to hold our tongues to hear and not to see. And if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, he says, I will really bothers me is a lot of you fall in the first category. Still, well, I heard the word. I got the word and I walk out that door and do like I want to do. Don't work that way. Let me say, I want the blessings of God. I want you to know. I want the blessings of God in my life. Let me say, raise them high. Get the, quit being bad to somebody. Get the kink out of your elbow. How do you be? How do you receive the blessings of God? By hearing the word and doing. By hearing the word and. By hearing the word and. Let's do it. Let's do 
Celia and Glenn make their way to the front there. Celia will be singing a final song. The church, for everything, there is a season, a time for every matter under heaven. So, too, there is a time for movement, new adventures, fields of service, mountain tests. With love, we send you, Judy and Kathleen, forth in the spirit of Christ. May the world be Go 
As we bring this uh, service to a close, um, I want to explain a little bit about the painting. The painting is called The Legacy. And if you get it, please come up and look at it. It was a gift from the church to uh, Pastor Norm and Judy. And it shows a pastor preaching out front and all the patriarchs she would anticipate from the Old Testament to Jesus behind it. And it's the legacy of being a pastor. So please come by and look at it. Father, Lord, we just thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, you've given us this time to honor you and to honor your servant, Pastor Norman. And we use the service as a pastor to honor Judy and years of service to the church. Lord, we just ask your blessings on them as they go back to both belong to you, Lord, to be close with one another and to, and to serve you, to continue to serve you in every opportunity given. We ask, Lord, you would keep them safe and healthy, Lord, and just bless them. Lord, we ask now that you would be with us, keep us safe from the virus and any other dangers around, Lord. Help us, Lord, to hear from you and to do your will. All this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Please come forward.